Good morning, Rabbi Isai. Welcome back. We get back together again for back-to-back over here. Two days in a row, uh, breakfast and learn learning programs. We had yesterday the Sunday morning one, which was also December 24th, so we get to go through the topic of Nittelnacht. Today, December 25th, legal holiday. We're going to go through some December 25th related halachas. Maybe two different sugyas that are related to December 25th. All Jewish children, um, you know, if we've been very good this year, if we want to be very good, it's worth our while to go through these topics. And uh, the first one is, um, this is the name of today's Chaga, today's, uh, t- what is uh, uh, noted and celebrated by the non-Jews on the calendar. We see that people try to avoid the proper name of this day um, to give a... a um, a loose pronunciation, you know. I'm going to pronounce it as if it's if it's spelled as if it's spelled, uh, let's say K R I S S M A S Christmas, right? I'm I'm deliberately drawing out the two S's, the double S, because I don't want to say it in a way that uh, may come back to haunt me based on things that I'm about to that we're going to explore together in this year. Um, so uh, we see that people say Kratzmach, people say Xmas. We're going to let's talk about that also. Maybe and people just say the you know the legal holiday of. December 25th, people avoid saying the, 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 the name that is given to it, which sounds somewhat like Christmas, just with a C-H-R-I-S-T instead of, instead of the double S there. So what's up with that? Do you have to avoid it? Do you not have to avoid it? Where is that coming from? So where that's coming from is, is um, the source for that is that, that is really a Pasuk, that becomes a Gemara, that becomes a Seven Shulchan you cannot mention names of deities. You cannot mention, uh, obviously not a lot of worship, other foreign gods, deities, outside of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Um, You can't even mention them by name. You can't mention them by name. So the name of a foreign god with a lowercase g, even if I'm not venerating it, even if I'm not genuflecting, even if I'm not giving any giving it any accord or honor. I'm not worshipping or serving it, but to mention the name of something that is worshipped or served by the non-Jews, you may not do it. So you're not allowed to mention it by name. The name of this festival that the non-Jews celebrate on December 25th is a combination of two words. The, 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 the first one, the C-H-R-I-S-T, plus M-A-S, Mass, what Mass means, a, a, a um, day of worship, right? Like mass, as is used, to, you know, in church they have mass. You know, mass means to get together for, you know, mass means uh, the, uh, you know, minion, right? Getting together for for uh, trying to get a, trying to get a minion together for the services, for the services. Um, they have a kiddush in, in church after afterwards. <laughs> have a kiddush? Probably they definitely don't have a chalot, right? Chalot they don't have. So, they have a candy man? <laughs> no, no candy man. So, uh, so the mass part is means worship, service, right? They have the communion wafers and they have the chalice, they, right, the wafers. I know there's something about the wafers. 
What? Catholics, not Catholics, not the Protestants, because they're eating like they're eating yashka or something, right? I don't know. Come, here's yashka. He tastes really good. Here you go. It's not just sacrifice. It's cannibalism too. Right. Yum. Yummy. Okay. Whatever they're doing. Anyway. So, so the mass part means the the worship, and the first part is you know, is as as is pretty well known, is really just the Greek word for Mashiach. It means Mashiach. So when you say when you're pronouncing him as Mashiach, you really are pronouncing and, and recognizing him as uh, as as a goddess, as, as 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 divine, as someone. Mashiach wouldn't doesn't mean God inherent. Yeah. Well, so the, the way they use it, the way they use it, it's giving him you know a certain amount of divine. It's giving him kedusha. It's giving him kedusha, and for them that is you know they they, they their 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 worship is intertwined with that. Their worship of him. Um, their worship of him is intertwined with that. Uh, so, um, so, so, to use that term is is that that's the question. So, uh, let's take a say, let, let's let's shift sideways for a moment. That term, the, the term that begins with chr, right? So it means that you're, you're you're regarding him as uh, the divine, spark the divine, part of the divine, a piece of the divine, someone that's divine himself, someone that's Someone that's been anointed—that that is recognizing him as the worshipful, um, you know, person slash deity that the Christians revere him to be, and that is going to be within. You know, that's pretty much understood. It's pretty much agreed upon that when you use that term and when you're referring to Yashka, so you you uh, are you are you are um, violating the sisterai of loisaskiru shem lehim achirim loisaskiru. I think I said Ali Kimacherim. The beginning of Shem Elohim Acherim Lois Askiru. This is Shem Chol, not Kodesh. So that's pretty much agreed upon, as I'm attributing holiness to him, and divineness and worshipfulness to him. To use his name without that, let's say Jesus. Can you can you refer to Yashka as Jesus? We see also people say Yashka. People like to say Yashka. Yeshu J. Can you say Jesus? So generally, it's like this. It's actually an interesting tshuva. From Rav Israel Hildheimer, who um, was a Talmud of the Aruch Laner, Talmud of of um, of of Rib, um, Rib Etlinger was his Rebbe, the Aruch Laner. Um, he wrote wrote the, the you know the Parish on Shas called Aruch Laner. I think Rav Etlinger, I believe so, that was his rabbi. Anyway, he was Rav Israel Hiltimer, had a famous yeshiva in Germany, big Rav, big Paisik, and he has a tshuva where he says for sure to say, you know, the the to say his name, so to speak, the full name, with the 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 uh, addendum of C-H-R at the end, that you cannot do because you're pronouncing him as divine, you're pronouncing him as holy, you're pronouncing him as someone to be worshipped. What about saying Yashko without the without the you know the first name without the last name the first name without the you know giving him the shlita without giving him the shlita at the end the havdul right? You have a ban. You don't have any ban. What kind of shlita? Exactly. That's right. So can you just say his name? Can you? So he is not so happy about it. He says he kind of in this tshuva. First he says it would seem that the name his name on its own on its own the name is. Um, is uh, is just the name of a person. It's not, you know, the name of an individual. When they worship him, they always, when they refer to him as a divine, 
as a god, as a deity, or as someone who's someone to be worshipped, or someone who died for everybody's sins. So they always give him the the suffix, the shlita part. So the name on his own is just the name of a person. That's okay. That's not Navi Gazara. But he is a little cagey, and he, what his conclusion is. It, it, you definitely shouldn't, in teaching in schools, you should try to avoid it, like for kids. Kids, that's why, generally the minigas in, in schools, you know, like, say Ashka. You don't say, you know, you're teaching third graders, seventh graders, eighth graders, even like, you know, ninth and tenth graders. The minigas in, in the schools in the yeshivas is to say Yashka. So the degree that when a, a, a kid becomes old enough and he hears people just um, casually saying Jesus, it is a little bit of a shocker. Um, yeah, it can be. But he's saying al his 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 natiya is to uh, avoid it, um, and even halacha he's he again he is so, so, so sort of go back and forth. But he does cite uh, the Rishayim. The Rishayim do say the Rishayim do talk about this. Hagayis Maimon he talks about Hagayis Maimon he does say does conclude that to say Jesus without the suffix is not a problem because again you're referring to a person and he everyone agrees that you know there was a point in his career where he was just a person. Right? Whether you say he began as a person and he ended as a person just with a lot of holes in him, or he began as a person, ended as something else. So that's that's you know the machloikas between the Christian world and every and and, 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 and and us and those who are not Christians. But everybody agrees he started as a mortal being as a person. So that's the halacha according to the Hagois Maimon, you can say Jesus is okay with the the, 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 the appendage, the suffix, then you're giving him uh, and you're giving him the status of something divine, something to be deified, something to be worshipped. So that's problematic. So to say, Jesus, then C H R I S T, that you cannot do. Um, interestingly, the the, the uh, so although he gives a little bit of a chumrah, he says you try to avoid even saying Jesus. He doesn't like that, especially when you're teaching kids. He does say that he gives a kula. He holds in halacha. Oh, there's nothing the matter with actually writing it or spelling it out. This there is lois haskiru, lois haskiru. You can't say it, so it'd be permitted to do what I just did to spell it out, even verbally, and to write the whole thing out, to type it out, is not a problem, according to the uh, Rebbe Zriel Hilsheimer and his Rebbe also holds this way. The Aruch Laner, um, Ben Insian, that it is <clears throat> okay to write it. To, so, so, so that would extend to any name of any Avodah Zarah that you're not allowed to say this is only in, in the Haskar and mentioning it and saying it but not in writing or typing that okay so that's that's when you're talking about the person what about when you take that C-H-R-I-S-T and you put it together with Mass right you talk about the name of December 25th Kratz Mach right the Chris Mass the, when we say it the way they say it and you intone it the way they intone it when you're referring to C-H-R-I-S-T Mass is the name of the day. What, what, what's, what's the deal with that? Again, we see that you can avoid that. So here there's, there's, there's a bit of a machlekes, contemporary machlekes. And the shaila is, what do people mean when they say this? When, they, when we refer to December 25th with that name as it's referred to, you know, in the name of the, 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 the Hamaynam, that day of the, of, 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 of the date. So is it just a way of referring to a day on the calendar, December 25th, without any necessary um, inherent holiness with a lowercase h it's just the way this is the, you know there's there's different days on the calendar there's groundhog day there's columbus day there's veterans day there is memorial day and there's kratzmach it's just like a, a way of referring to the day on the calendar again without any religious implications or connotations yes if you say that then obviously it's mutter there's nothing the matter with saying groundhog's day just a way of referring to what day is groundhog's day again February 2nd. what February 2nd. oh good for you okay 
Um, Columbus Day is a day on the calendar, Memorial Day, Labor Day, Veterans Day, Teacher's Day, etc. Uh, give your groundhog a hug day. All these other days, every year there's more days, right, Arthur? More days on the calendar. Or do you say no? No, 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 no. As everyone, as far as everyone's concerned, this is this is uh, even though you'll find it on, printed on every single calendar, but it's it's a day that is the name itself has religious, spiritual, so to speak, with the lowercase s, um, religious connotations, and this is a day on the calendar that is being that 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 is being used to refer to a religious day, a day of religious. Implication. So the truth is, you can bring rise lekanel kan. You can bring arguments to support each one of these two positions. So on the one hand, you know it is printed on every calendar. It goes on every calendar generally, and the U.S. government gives off. It's called it's called a, a legal holiday. It's a legal holiday, and there has to be a separation of church and state. So what are we going to say? We could take the U.S. government to court, and how can you call the legal holiday and give all government offices are closed today because of Kratzmach? What happened to the separation of church and state? They'll say no, it's a it's a legal holiday. So it's it, it, if you go, you know, that way, that, that would that would that would provide strength to the argument that that when people say this is referring to December twenty, it's just the day that day on the calendar is called Kratzmach. So there's nothing the matter with actually saying the real name because Haraya, everyone recognizes it's just a day off of work. The U.S. government, which has to has to, has to observe separation of church and state, can't be referring to the church aspect of it. They're referring to it also has the state aspect to it. That would be, you know, an argument why it would be mutter. On the other hand. We have in our community, we have at the table right now present with us as as we speak, that we have the scholars over here in our community who have told me that this idea that that, that there has been a trend to say happy holidays instead of Mary Kratzmach, right? And happy holidays, I'm informed by our scholars that happy holidays was a movement from that, that began with the liberals and the and the um, the liberals to take religiosity out of uh, of America to reduce America to a completely secular state to take religion to try to try to drain the religion out of the country and you say holidays instead of Kratzmach because Kratzmach has overtones as connotations of a day of worship a day of, 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 of religion so that would definitely support the other side right that if they're, they're, they're they want, don't want anyone saying Kratzmach that means they believe that Kratzmach they hold that Kratzmach has religious connotations Batsim Batsim they hold that it has a Batsim so you have to Get rid of the word Kratzmach and replace it with happy holidays, the liberals. So liberals certainly seem to hold that way. Yes? Well, one might say that those liberals are like are like ultra sensitive. They don't just if someone someone could say something and they if they could be being entirely innocent and like not mean anything by it, the liberals will, will say, Oh, what you really mean is Yeah, okay. So you but 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 it still shows us that the the the, 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 the you know, if they're still interested in purging that word from the lexicon, that the word itself has certain connotations. That's what the word means. The word is the, the word that has connotations of Avedazara. Yes. Um, I thought it also encompassed you know, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and the Gregorian uh, calendar New Year's. Yeah, they want to get rid of all. Sure, of course. Yeah. But they also want to give Kratz map that, that shows that they hold that it has religious implications. But, but they're very selective. I never heard or read about it, uh, from the liberals' protestation about Ramadan. They're very. Uh, this is untouchable. This is. Well, yeah, because they, they, they know the Christians aren't going to blow themselves up, you know, and yeah. you know, try to decide. The, <laughs> the, the Christians aren't going to come after them with the uh, with the daggers, but but the, but the, but the Muslims may. So, so the, so that's why they still it's just like you know they're they're not dumb. They have a sense of, of of you know they have the survival instinct over there kicking in. That's why I'm not trying to start up with the uh, the, the uh, jihadists. Um, okay.
So it's a machlaikas. It is so it's a, it becomes a contemporary machlaikas. Do we say that no, it's just a legal term? It's a secular term? It, it, yes, originally maybe it, it, it definitely was used as such, but nowadays, you know, everyone uses it, the US government uses a calendar, they print it on a calendar, whether you're religious or not. Um, they don't know what religion you are, but they just put it on the stamp it on the calendar. It's together with Groundhog Day and Columbus Day and and typewriter day. It's there with, with all these days on the calendar or so that would make a mutter, or do you say that no, the day is still the, the name has inherent connotations of religion? That's why you will find some people a little bit more casual about using saying kratzmach the way the the goyim say it, or some people try to always say kratzmach um, because it's machlek. It's kedai to be machmer, kedai to be machmer, being that it is the suffix of the raisa. If you hold, you can't say it. It's because of an isr daraisa like You can't mention the names of foreign gods, foreign deities. It's kedai to be machmer. There's no good reason not to be machmer. So what do you say when when your when your geisha co-workers and friends and neighbors give you an enthusiastic you know merry kratzmach and they don't say kratzmach? What do you say back? The best response I say say back. Happy holidays or, or, or seasons greetings. Seasons greetings. There's a very powerful, very neutral attack to go with the liberals, and and here they're giving us. They didn't intend to do that, but they're giving us reason why the Rebbeinu sent them there yes, is to give us a kula. That's right. <laughs> give us a a daya to be soimechan to get us out of a, a, a lavda raisa, and um, that wasn't their intention. So don't worry, they're not getting any schar for providing us with this kula. Uh, it's not keeping them. <laughs> How to get ahead of but but the cool is there. So you say back seasons greetings. You see happy holidays. Holidays could be anything, right? Holiday again could be Hug a typewriter day. There could be could be, could be anything, right? It's very very ambiguous. What? Pi day. Pi day. Yes, that's right. So that's what you say back. Um, what about Xmas? Xmas. So some people will say Xmas instead of Kratzmach. They'll write it or they'll say it. So it's interesting. If actually, if you go into the history, Xmas, the X and Xmas. Is um, so some argue actually there's a more of a modern day argument that the X uh, similar along the lines of Yosef's argument that, that that's coming from the liberals. It's like a re, they're trying to de-religionize the um, the, the Kratzmach by replacing the C H R I S T with with X, right? X is always the letter of um, you know the unknown or the X is the uh, <laughs> yeah, all that. So no, we're replacing with X. In the parenthesis, formerly known as Twitter. Right, exactly. That's right. That's right. So there, are, there are those who argue that, and therefore they don't like, you know, that, that, that you're taking the don't take the kratz out of kratzmach, right? They say that there's a there's a there's a movement like that. But the MS is um, historically the X actually goes way back. I don't know. It goes back, probably. I, I think, and I looked into this a little bit about a thousand years or so. X is actually the um, the symbol for the letter of the Greek alphabet, which is the beginning of Kratz, it's C-H, C-H, what? Kai. Kai is how they spelled C-H-R-I-S-T, is the beginning, is the beginning of that word. Isn't the way the Kangadol was pointed? Yeah, but not, not diagonally, like that. But it was actually done with as a kamatz, not as a, was it was a kamatz. Not like a cross. Right, right, it was a kamatz. Yeah. Um, so Kai, Kai, very good. The letter Kai, X represents the letter Kai, and it was used as an abbreviation by the church. The church actually used the, the Xmas to abbreviate Kratzmach. And so it actually stands for Kratzmach, the, the actual way of saying Kratzmach. That's what the X really is. Xmas goes back very, 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 very long time. 
So the, the shail is someone who wants to avoid saying it the way the guy say it because you don't want to get involved in this or the rice of lois askew. So, but rather say kratzmach, he say xmas. Are are you are you better off or are you worse off? So the truth is like this: um, the x is referring to it's kai and is referring to it's the it's the rashi tevis of the actual way of saying kratzmach. But at the same time. To say that you're over on Lois Haskir is hard to hear because you're still not saying the name. The Isra Daraisa is don't say the name of their God with a lowercase g. Don't say the name of their deity. But to refer to it in a, you know, as a, with the, the initials with the Rashi Tevis, you're not actually saying the name. And, and even when they say it with the X, it wasn't meant to be like a new, they weren't Mechana, it wasn't, wasn't like, a, like a new term to use instead. Of the Kratz, it was just again, it was used as an abbreviation. But that, that's what it referred to. Lechaira would be there together with the, the head we mentioned earlier from Revizil Hildsheimer that you can write it because the Torah asked you from saying it. So we, I would put this together with that, you know, that, that you're still not saying the name of the God, you're just um, referring to the name of the God through means of an abbreviation. So it is very, you know, it's good to know the history that the X is not. Um, a secular way of saying Kratzmach. The X actually does is is a um, is a religious abbreviation. It's abbreviating Kratz, but to say that you are saying the name of their 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 uh, person of worship, and therefore you can't do it. That that would be going a little bit too far, I think, in halacha. Because at the end of the day, you're still only saying Rashi Tevis. You're saying like the first initial. You're saying the first letter. You're not actually saying his name. And you're not saying his name in a worshipful way. You're not saying his name. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's as far as Kratzmach. So it is Kadai. Don't, you know, it's Kadai to avoid it. Kadai not to say. If one does find himself slipping up and saying it once in a while, again, you have, there are contemporary Paiskim that say that no, nowadays it just became a secular name, a secular term. Uh, but being that it's a Machlik, Kadai to try to be on the side of caution. Um, now, there is a, seems to be a minigus, so I didn't know about this, so actually, until we moved back to America. Um, I grew up in Denver, Colorado, and then we spent about 20 years, not about, spent exactly 20 years in Eretz Um So this, this, this minig of Jewish people having Chinese food on Kratzmach on December 25th, I really was unaware of it. In, in Denver, we didn't have any kosher Chinese restaurants. The movie, too. The movie, yeah, they keep asking me about the movie. Oh, that's... Maybe next year we'll talk about the movie. This year we're only talking about the Chinese food. Which movie? Is there a particular movie you have to see? No, any movie. Any movie. I think it's a, I think you go to the movies, no? No, rent the movie. Okay, all right. We're going to, I see, and uh, see, we can't even get everyone to agree upon the minute of the movie, the movie minute. But everyone does seem to agree upon the Chinese food. So in Denver, we didn't have a kosher Chinese restaurant. So I didn't really know about this. And we were living in our soul. In our soul, they don't go have Chinese food on December 25th. And then most people, you know, even the secular Israelis don't really know what Kratzmach is because it doesn't really rear its ugly head there in their soul so much because their soul is more or less Baruch Hashem. You know, not entirely religious, but it, it, Jewish, if not um, secular state, but uh, definitely not a non-Jewish state. So you don't see so much. I, I, you know, for the last 10 years we were there, I was a Rebbe in Eshatara. So that is the one place you would see Santa. You would see Santa really? in the old city. They had oh, the Santa in the old city, because a lot of churches there actually in the old city. So you always have the Santa with the Santa bell. You know, the cow has the cow bell, the Santa has the Santa bell, <laughs> ringing the bell for everybody. They had the Santa in the old no city. Salvation. But outside the old no, city, you didn't really no see salvation. it. Yeah, not there, it's not your Shalim, yeah. They had the Santa there with the bell. 
Um, <laughs> so you tell him that. So he was collecting tzedakah on the side. <laughs> anyway, we, we learned about this. We learned about this minig when when uh, so I came back here. Suddenly, everyone's selling Chinese food on December twenty fifth. First episode, what's going on with that? So someone told me, yeah, Jew, Jews have Chinese food on December twenty fifth. Are you allowed to have Chinese food? Are you allowed to do that? Are you allowed to have Chinese food on December twenty fifth? So let's explore. Let's explore the sugya together. There is a bit of a sugya, and the sugya really starts with a gemara nevayazar, which becomes a shulchan aruch. There's an idea of you can't take a practice on a minig, um, which is a, a, a minig of the pagans, a pagan minig. There's an isidoraisa in emulating for a Jew to take on paganistic practice, a pagan, paganistic minig is forbidden. So if there's a paganistic practice of, let's say, having a tree in your house this time of year, you're not allowed to do it. It's an isidoraisa, it's a paganistic practice of going around on October 31st, dressed up from door to door, mm-hmm. collecting treats, there, there's a paganistic practice. You're not allowed to do it. Jews are not allowed to do it. So this is their right to go trick-or-treating on October 31st. You want to go trick-or-treating, go the 30th, go the 32nd, go don't go around on the 31st. That's that's a, 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 a paganistic practice. Now, what, 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 oh, very good. So, one second, let's just take this slow. Let's take this slow. Um, what is within the parameters of this paganistic practice that you're not allowed to do? Um, <laughs> so there's, there's, there's a few things that are included in this. Something that they are doing out of, it says in Shulchan Aruch, something that, that, that the Gaim do um, for, you know, out of lewdness, it's something that's done for lewd, lewd, lewdness, promiscuous purposes, licentious purposes, that you have to avoid that. Something that's done that, that, that harks back to pagan slash uh, idolatrous practices that you can't do. And the Ramah adds on even something they do that doesn't really seem to have a good reason. Can't figure out what the reason is behind this. They just do this. Why they do it? I don't know, but this is what they do. This is what they do. We can't figure out the reason, but this is what they do on such and such day. Even that, says the Ramah, is w- included within this Isser. And, the, the, and and you can't do something the guy do that that is a practice that doesn't have to see it doesn't seem to have a clear rationale behind it. <laughs> Why says the Ramak, We have to be concerned that maybe that also harks back to some pagan has pagan origins and that's just been lost over the centuries over the millennia. And that's why they do it, even though there doesn't seem to be a good reason behind it, because maybe it goes back to something paganistic. Actually, this is Ramosha Feinstein has a number of chuvas on the subject. We're not talking about this this morning, so don't ask me any questions about this right now. He talks about having turkey on Thanksgiving. So he deals with this, like, is there a real, what's the rationale behind having turkey on Thanksgiving? Is this Pukhukai Sev? Is not Pukhukai Yeah, all the guys have turkey. So if there is a good reason, if there's something about it that makes sense, maybe it can be nu nuud away. But if it's something, Raisha says different things in different shuvas, Kiddua, again, it's not Thanksgiving today. So we're not going to talk about that right now. But this is, uh, you know, the turkey, does it have a rationale? Does it not have a rationale? In, in any case, coming back to eating the Chinese food on December 25th, is there a good reason? Behind this is just like a, a, a something people do without any good reason. December 25th, you have, is there any good reason, any rationale by having Chinese food on December 25th? Or is, 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 is there no rationale, it's just something that people do, and perhaps it should be avoided. So before we get to this, uh, to, to investigate maybe, historically, is there a reason behind this, is there not a reason behind it? To shift sideways for a moment, 
it, 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 when it comes to Vukukaisem, doing things that don't seem to make any sense, doing things that don't have any good reason behind it, you know, the uh, um, things on the surface, trick-or-treating, the, the Easter egg hunt, um, you can't do things that, that don't have any good rationale because we do have to be concerned that they have paganistic origins. By the way, all these things really do. I mean, the trick-or-treating, it goes back to the paganistic stuff, the, 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 the eggs, there's fertility, there were the, there was fertility festivals going on in Easter. All these things do have pagan origins and, 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 and um, all these practices, when we don't, um, the Ramah tells us, when you can't, it's not clear what the origin is, just something that they do, we always have to be concerned that there's paganistic origins. Nevertheless, at the same time, the Isra's of Chukai say hem, like say lechu. Don't emulate the practice of the Goyim. The Goyim, a Goyisha practice. Something that the Goyim do that doesn't seem to make any sense. That's what's us here, because we have to assume that the, it has paganistic origins when it comes to the Goyim. What if, what if it's something that is exclusively a Jewish practice, something that's exclusive to Jews? Jews do this, nobody else does this. This is something that Jews do, is, even if it doesn't have any you know, roots or rationale behind it, I don't really see any rhyme or reason behind it, but so this is a Jewish thing, this is something that Jews do, to say that Uvukukaisayim will ban something that is a Jewish practice, even if that practice doesn't have any clear rationale. L'chayro, that's outside the premise of Uvukukaisayim. The, 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 the Gaim don't have, as far as I know, uh, what, what I'm told, this idea of having Chinese on the cemetery is a Jewish thing. It's not a Gaish thing. The Gaim are having eggnog, right? And they're having, um, they're having, uh, having, they're having pumpkin, pumpkin spice, spice yep. and they're having um, mistletoe. They're eating, they're having mistletoe pie, right? Yeah, mistletoe, sure, mistletoe and mistletoe pie, mistletoe uh, dumplings. They're not having Chinese. So Chinese food is something that the Jews do. So. The Torah is pretty clear that the Israel of Chukai Seim is don't emulate Gaisha practices, but something that that Jews do, and it's exclusively a Jewish practice. Even if I don't see the you know the rhyme reason behind it, this would uh, make it um, outside outside again the the, the parameters of Chukai Seim. Chukai would not seem to prohibit having Chinese food because of Chukai Seim. And there's a lot of things that you know became Jewish practices, even though you know there's no clear source, no clear rhyme or reason. We, we have reasons that are given, but um, you know, there's a lot of things that are Jewish things. The Jews play dreidel on Hanukkah. So there's reasons that are offered for, behind playing dreidel, why you didn't play dreidel on Hanukkah. Again, but it's, you know, go back to the source of antiquity. You can't really find it in, in the Rishonim. You won't find it in the Gemara. You won't find a Chazal that talks about spitting the dreidel on Purim. I'm sorry, well, certainly not on Purim, yeah. But even on Hanukkah, you know, the, the earliest, if I go back a few hundred years, so you'll find, like, nice ideas. And I'm not saying Khalila v'chas, I'm not disputing any of the Torah. There's a lot of beautiful Torah that said I'm playing the drill, but you're not going to find it in the, you know, the, 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 the sources of antiquity. Anything about playing drill became a Jewish thing to play drill on Hanukkah. Uh, you know, the certain foods, foods that we have different times of the year. Right? This is the foods that we have on Purim. These are the foods that we have on Hanukkah. These are the foods that we have on, on this Yom Tov, on that Yom Tov, the other Yom Tov. So some of them, of course, is, is brought down on Hanukkah to have oily things, to have milchik things brought down, to have milchik on Shavuos. But like specific types of foods became part of the, you know, the canon of the, of the gastronomical canon of being, of being Jewish. So again, are we going to say, I can't, I really don't know why we eat such and such food on such and such day, but is that going to be, I don't know what the rhyme reasons, but that's just what Jews do. Is that going to be chukzeim? L'chair is certainly not chukzeim is answering us from doing Gaisha practices that don't have any rhyme reason, but it's something that Jews do exclusively, it's not within the But at the same time, it does, I think, behoove us 
does behoove us just to investigate the history a little bit more. I did do a little bit of research, Rabbi Say, into the minig of eating Chinese food and 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 uh, Jews eating Chinese food and and kratzmach. It isn't. It does. It, it has um, a background that is not such a glorious background, and. To say that there's, you know, that there's no isurim lechayra. You know, the only isur would have been of chukasim. There's no chukasim over here, but uh, the practice of having Chinese food on on uh, on, on Kratzmach on December twenty fifth goes back to Jews being associated in general with Chinese food, which goes back to the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, and the Jewish immigrants were known. Uh, to frequent Chinese restaurants more so than other restaurants, they felt more at home with the Chinese. They felt less anti-Semitism. They, you know, they, they, they. Uh, I think there's a probably a number of things. First of all, the Chinese, you know, would serve anyone that came into the Chinese restaurant. They don't really care who you are, where your money's coming from. But you go into the the Irish, the 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 the, the Italian, the you know, the other ethnic types of stores where the Jews traditionally. Um, felt more anti-Semitism, they felt less at home over there. And also, I would imagine a Jewish immigrant coming over from Europe, there's going to be worse associations with the people that, that, that uh, were, you know, giving them such tsars back in the Heim. Why are you running away from the Heim to go back to the people that gave you tsars in the Heim? But the Chinese generally did not give us a lot of trouble in Europe. The Chinese were pretty safe. <laughs> when we were in all of our Europeisha years, the Chinese were, were pretty good to us um, during that time. So we see the Chinese are safe. What? Oh, so there's another one. Very good. Yes, yeah, so I was going to get that's, that also. That's the main reason. Well, so, so that, that's about Kratzmach specifically. That's Kratzmach specifically. Yeah, so, so we're, getting, we're getting there. We're getting, we're getting there. But it, the Jews had an affinity towards Chinese establishments in general because they felt at home over there. And then, why specifically? Kratzmach, because the Jews developed this, this interest in, in the culinary interest in eating that. And who was open on December 25th? The Chinese people, the only people that were open, and <laughs> first time this was documented, according to Wikipedia, according to Wikipedia, already in 1939, I think 1939, 1940, was documented uh, that uh, the Jews specifically frequenting the Chinese establishments on December 25th, and it became, there's actually one more argument also, not for the December 25th, why Jews developed a, a like for Chinese cuisine, in that it, it, it allowed them to eat tray for food with a little less guilt. The Chinese, the way they prepared the food was through a lot of chopping and slicing, dicing. They didn't bring out like the chazer with the apple in its mouth on a platter, right? And pork chops. It was all put in wontons and dumplings and mixed with all kinds of stuff. So you didn't really see you eating shrave, you didn't see you eating octopus, right? It's mixed. So that allowed them to eat a little bit guilt-free. But the origin of the association with Chinese food comes from the immigrants that felt at home in the Chinese restaurants, which were not under Keystone K. Um, and December 25th, those were the only establishments that were open. Again, they were not under Kisan K. And this basically was the mucker of Ada Yamazet, why from Yidin will have Chinese food, which is under Kisan K. But the origins, again, are not the most, you know. Chinese cuisine also doesn't mix milk and wheat together. Oh, right. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I forgot that. I forgot that one. Yeah, I saw that as well. Yes, correct, correct. Yes. Matchadovit is correct, yeah. Yes, uh, yeah, I saw that as well in my, my research. Like, it's not only Jews, like other immigrant cultures also have a tradition of eating Chinese food on New Year's Eve. Because Chinese restaurants because are the only ones were, that were open. They were the only ones that were open. Yeah, okay, but so... They didn't sell it, all the other European immigrants didn't sell it. Which other cultures besides you didn't have Chinese food? Like, I'm not challenging, I'm just I'm asking out of curiosity. Like, like uh, Indonesia and like the East Asian, like, it's not just Chinese, like all the Chinese Asian people also. In San Francisco, <laughs> well, but they just call it food. Yeah. But in San Francisco, all the immigrants from the or like from the Filipino immigrants, the Japanese immigrants, Korean, 
they all eat sort of the, the tradition is to eat because that's what was open. Okay, so that's interesting. So, Lamaisa, we're being, I mean, being told over here from the, again, from the scholars and the academians over here, that it's not just the Yidin, there's other foreign cultures who don't celebrate Kratzmach who are also having Chinese food. But again, because that's the only places that are open. So on the one hand, so we said earlier, it's not Vuk if it's a Jewish minute, even if it doesn't have a rhyme or reason, it can't be Vuk Here we find going doing it, but there is a rhyme reason, again, as we're saying, the rhyme or reason, the reason why it became established to have Chinese food is because there is a rationale behind it, because that was the only, those are the only establishments that were open on December 25th. So being that there's a rhyme or reason, even if we find other cultures doing it, it doesn't become prohibited under Vuk So the kids are, the Yidden developed a like and an affinity for Chinese food, A, because they it was it was they, they you didn't see that you're eating tray it wasn't mixed together with milk like the other restaurants that Chinese people don't do that and then they, they were the only people that opened on December 25th that's where it became kind of um, uh, established and and um, established and and um, so what I'm looking for established and whatever the word is that I'm looking for the established will have to be good enough in the you know Jewish culture, Adi said that even from people will do it. Um, question is, you know, our patronage of all our local establishments, notwithstanding, you know, but uh, uh, everyone, we all need to support our local establishments over here. But uh, for this to be the day that we're running to have Chinese food, and when we do know the history behind it a little bit, the history is not so positive. It's not coming from you know Jews at our best. Jews, you know, um, I think it's a little bit like also considered like like a negative connotation of like, okay, never he doesn't have Xmas, so he has Chinese. It's like that's oh. the consolation prize, right? It's like the Jews, oh, they don't have they don't have the big nice Xmas parties, they like they go into their depressed Chinese stores when they eat their Chinese. That's what they have. That's what I think how the world looks at it. No, no, yeah, they were anyway, so Rabbi say that's that's the sugya, and uh, everyone should be well. Be well.